Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody! Uh, this is our first oh, official... Yep, yeah, you're on record with saying that now, Alex. Uh, first official podcast of new movies in 2020, and with me as always is Alex. I didn't mean that was making fun of those people. Russ. It's funny that you said always with us and then Alex. It's Russ. <laughs> and Peter, always with us in spirit. I for once stand with our lady Ghostbusters. All right, we've got a decent amount of movies to talk about uh, this month. Some big releases have come out. Let's just jump right into it. And I forget what we're doing with the Rust Downs, what we're not doing with the Rust Downs, but I don't think we're going to be doing a Rust Down for Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> Wait, uh, do you think we need people to know what that movie's about? No, we don't. No, we do not. You know what this movie's about. So what's this movie about? See, that's weird because that, the only thing that takes away from I did I just didn't know what to do right there. Yeah, I know. I just, I just like twiddled my actual thumbs. Yeah, because um, usually when when Russ is doing a rust down, it feels like when you're playing Mario Kart and you're just waiting to hit the button at the right time to get a boost. Ooh, so anxious. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is it weird uh, because I always do enjoy I, still do them? I enjoy the rust downs because sometimes they're just one sentence like like summaries that may make zero sense whatsoever. Fuck it. I'll, I'll do some, and I won't do others, and okay. I'll leave it up to you guys to figure it out. Ooh, I like that. Uh, bad Boys for Life, directed by two guys. Nice. Uh, the Bad Boys, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett, are back together for one last ride in the highly anticipated Bad Boys for Life. Is it really one last ride? Didn't make so that seem one last ride. Not true. Yeah. I think there's going to be, like, five more rides. Yeah. Uh, is it possible to say the full name Mike Lowry without doing it like Martin Mike does? Mike Lowry. Oh, it's impossible. It's impossible. I tried to say Mike La- <laughs> Mike La- It doesn't sound Mike- right. You can't even do Mike it. Mike Lowry. There it is. The great Mike Lowry. <laughs> so, um, this movie was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think the mystique and pure charisma of Will Smith has really... Worn off. Really? In the sense that I think he used to have immediate screen screen presence. Oh, wow, it's Will Smith. This is great. And I think he needs to be doing something a little bit extra. So every time he had a scene playing off of Martin Lawrence, I liked him way more than when he was just, like, being a cool-looking dude by himself. Well, I think because if, if you go back to the first Bad Boys... It was almost more Martin's movie because he was the more bankable person at the time. That's true. And I think the Bad Boys franchise has always done a pretty solid job of, regardless of how big Will Smith has gotten, they're still close to even in yeah. these films. And you need and like you need Martin to be just as strong, or Will doesn't work. It also doesn't yeah. work when they're not together. It's almost like the Tommy Boy Black Sheep thing where like once you split the two of them up, it's just less interesting and less fun to watch. Yeah, I think Martin works. Including in own- the movie like- itself. Like I want to see them in every scene together. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, but but as I, I liked all of Martin's solo scenes too. I, I thought he was very fun. And I wanted more. I still wanted more though. Yeah. I, I especially his like vow of nonviolence, I really wanted that to be funny. played with more. I thought that could have been a whole running gag throughout the entire film. I think, and, and just 
uh, I think they only really joked about with uh, around with it once when Will Smith was fighting that dude when they like jumped out of the building. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I have like forgotten so much about this movie already. This this ends up being into the same camp of like uh, a lot of the. They weren't the worst movie contenders, but like just like the movies we forgot about because who really asked for it? Yeah, um, and it's just—it's also just what really hurts it is their attempts at kind of making a big team franchise fall so flat because every little side character is so uninteresting. And not, just not, like, I don't think it's any fault of them as performers. Yeah, I just think that that was probably an idea that was tacked on to the script. They got to make it fast and furious to the start of the filming. Yeah, so they never really fleshed it out. And yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm okay with it moving in a team based direction if you make the team matter. Oh, absolutely. I think they were just like very broad strokes. Like one's kind of got an attitude problem. One likes. They were tech. caricatures. There were they were over caricatures of, of one's those types. A yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah one characterization. Her, that's her thing. That, yeah, was her thing. She's just a girl. Yeah, it was. It was almost like I thought for one second they were going to have her say something about science, and it turns out she likes science. Like it was that broad stroke, not really well written character kind of stuff. Was that which, which which pop idol is that? Is that Ariana Grande? No, it's Vanessa Hudgens. Come on, of the High School Musical saga. I don't know which one's which. And that's Pop that's Idol. Racist. No, so that was about Pop Idols. Both. <laughs> it's, it's all this. It's everything. What do you guys think of Joey Pants? Uh, spoilers. Um, R.I.P. I I actually kind of enjoyed everything with him in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had a really good freakout scene, like the captain's angry scene. I enjoyed. Yep. Still plays it well, but not anymore oh. in this franchise. But heaven has another angel. Yeah, um, I, this is, it's weird, because, like, yeah, I could say all the problems I had with this movie, it's still Bad Boys, so yeah. I still liked it, and it doesn't, like, if you look at any of the Bad Boys movies and rewatch them, there's a lot, they're, they're fucking ridiculous, but they're just good. Yeah. They're, like, really good fast food. Yeah, it, there's it's still a lot of fun stuff, just the writing and directing is what lagged behind. I think there was there was like seven scenes in which they cut away from the the two main characters just to kind of not update you on what the bad guy was doing, but every single time just had him like on the phone with his mom or around his mom with her just being like, "So this is your motivation." Yeah. And they had that scene like nine times. Yep. Yeah. And that guy was, like, kind of charismatic. I would have liked to see him do more than just talk on the phone to his mom. <laughs> yeah, and I think he kind of played the emotion of the ending really well. And, he, he you know, he, and he but he also had that, like, I can look like a badass thing down. And if he just had someone to play off of. Yeah. He had to do a lot of his scene work literally alone. Yeah. Yeah. Or on the phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it was fine, I guess. Like, yes, I, I always, I will always enjoy a new Bad Boys movie, and I'll always enjoy uh, seeing Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence back together um, on the screen for one last time. Um, I, I will go see a fourth. Like that's I, I that's no, no question. Yeah, I agree. I'll be there. I'll be there day one 
It's just like hanging out with friends. Yeah. What else have these guys directed? Uh, I don't think much of anything. Uh, Black Gangsta, Broders. I don't know what these movies are. A couple episodes of Snowfall. Yeah. That's the, like, crack show? Yeah, that's the crack in in L.A. show on FX. So, honestly, not a lot. Yeah. But, you know, with these franchises nowadays, they probably... they're heavily produced and underdirected. Yeah, so Brookheimer came out and that can push around. Brookheimer came out and said he was going to be doing the fourth. Right, he will be directing the fourth. Or am I making that up? And that was just IMDb trivia that I read. Bay, Bay, yes, sorry, Bay. As far as I, yeah, he's been Jerry Brookheimer's been dead for a while. He said he would like to, but I think it's a schedule thing. Okay, Michael Bay, great cameo. But like, who knows that's Michael Bay? I know. Us. I don't know who the cameo's for. <laughs> who, yep. No, because no one in the theater was like, ooh, who's that? Oh, oh. Yeah. Like, people were just like, oh, that's a white guy. <laughs> uh, move on? Yeah, I think yeah. it's time to move on. Pete, what should we do next? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would love to hear what you thought about Underwater. Oh, man. Are we going to do a rust down for it? No, underwater, uh, Kristen Stewart, she's yeah. like trapped. Trapped underwater. It's like trapped underwater. It's like mining base. Uh, what did you think of it, Tiggs? Um, I thought it was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought that the ending was How real, bad did you think it was going to be? I thought be? it was going to be really bad. Um, okay. It's long delayed because of, mostly just because of T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't care for actually seeing like the monster at the end i thought it was really dumb um wait so do you does that mean we don't see the monster for a really long time and then we see it at the end there's some smaller creatures it's kind of like a uh pilot fish situation okay um, um but everything else actually i thought it was it was well done for like having like a cl- enclosed set um i thought the tension was good i thought that kristen stewart Kind of did good with like a Ripley-ish role. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's weird that they have her and most of the other characters in little to no clothing, in which you could say is just like a reference to Alien, but it's a weird reference to make yeah. for a lot of um, Is there a kitty? No, there's um, oh. a stuffed rabbit that we know nothing of the backstory. There, there to. is a stuffed rabbit that is like. Should should have been third build, probably, but, you know, didn't think, get there. I think that's – the biggest thing is that because of the delays, and I think they cut out a lot of T.J. Miller stuff, I think they just cut out the first 20 minutes of this movie. That is entirely possible. It completely and utterly just starts. And you do get – you know, and they do get the sense that all these characters know each other, and it feels like some of them have things that they're referencing that happened, like, in a couple scenes earlier, but we didn't get to see those. Yeah. So because of this movie's not that great and it's just a monster flick, I like it for that, that yeah, it just sure, starts. Sure. Yeah, no, like I Greg agree. Neck pacing. Yeah, yeah, almost. It's, it's not quite in media res, but like, you know, not too far along. Oh, yeah. And the first, I would say it takes, what, two minutes for yeah. the base to get destroyed? Yeah. Oh. The first, like, five, yeah. You know, so if you've seen the trailer, in the trailer, like, she's standing and there's, like, a drop of water and then all of a sudden all the walls blow up. Yeah. That... That is the opening scene. That's really quick, yeah. And, and 
spoiler, I guess, for what probably happens next. They have to like walk. They have to walk across underwater, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's some, yeah, there's some. So as I said, they reference a couple different connections between these characters that I don't. There's no way that they were written to be that just throwaway. I really think we missed something. They cut out something at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because T.J. Miller has this like stuffed rabbit he loves, I think a lot of it revolved around that. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. They didn't want to do it, but it's a fun. So it, yeah, it makes it almost it makes it more of a fun movie because it it's not great, and I think all of that stuff at the beginning would have made it worse. Yeah, because you have to sit around and wait. You don't have to do that now. But some fun death. I think there's oh, there's one really fun death, like the first of the main characters to die. Which... Um, the um, pressure of the suit. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That one. That one stuck. Yep. That one sticks with you. That was. Yeah. That was pretty good. Big surprise. It was real fun. Yeah. Man. Uh, definitely. In only ninety-five minutes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's why I think there's definitely a lot cut out from the beginning. It flies by, which is which is really nice. Um, and it, you know, like just from watching the trailers, you can get all the alien vibes that are going on within it, and it, it's there. Um, would see again. Oh yeah, it's definitely a you know HBO Netflix movie. Yes. If you're just looking for something silly Nothing to on. watch in the dark, you know, silly and scary, silly and a little freaky to watch in the dark. Yeah. All right. All right cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Russ's choice. Uh, give me thirty seconds on Doolittle Tigs. Oh man, it is just not really. It's not really worth seeing. Um, I, I guess Downey Jr. does does fine with it, but it's very forgettable. Um, feels like a mess in a lot of places. I, it's not very funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, is it a comedy? Be, um, I get. I don't know what the tone is, but. There may be a perfect copy of it that released online, and yeah. maybe I saw the animated part at the beginning uh-huh. and turned it off because I was like, I don't like where this is going. I was very confused when it started that way. I had no idea. Wait, wait, what, yeah, I turned wait, it what off. Does it start? I watched that whole wait. scene and was like, I'm out. Tell me what happens. It's just dumb. No, no, with the animated thing. I don't know what that is. Hey, oh, I, no, I know. It's just dumb. Um, <laughs> it starts off with like a animated backstory of Doolittle yep. and the adventure as he goes on with his wife until she dies or whatever. I don't know. It's dumb. Uh, yeah. Wait, is so what's up with his voice too? Like why does he talk like wait, I can't even do it. No, that was not it at all. Um no. that that is that's his character for it. It's like, you know, he's supposed to be this guy who's been locked away for years and years, only talking to animals, only understanding animals, and then, like, finally, like, another human being enters in, and it's, uh, like, him not really being able to interact with someone until he finds out they can interact with animals, too. Alright, so Dr. Doolittle's not special at all. (laughs) So fuck him. That's such a bummer. I really wanted this to be the movie that... The entire internet was like, you have to go see the train wreck that is Doolittle. You just want everything to be cats now. Cats is not a train Cats is perfect. Uh-huh. Well, how, how's oh, John well, Cena in it? Was there ever a movie so good as Cats? I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the point, I'm officially in love with that film. Wow. Hard turn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, it's... it's it's so fucking watchable. I still have not seen it uh, since uh, the first time, and maybe I'll watch it again at some point. Well, 
you're you may have to because somebody might be having a birthday party at the spectacle theater where the movie in question is cats oh <laughs> okay very good well then i will 100 percent watch it again um and that person's me i was supposed to say it's very in the lead here um we'll be starting at pre-gaming at your apartment watching cats russ and then going Maybe. to the spectacle theater and watching cats <laughs> Maybe. Followed by a jaunt to an actual theater to see cats. <laughs> All right. Alex, Alex, which one do you, are, do you even have the list open? Which one do you want to see if you can, uh, if you have it open? Or which, uh, which one do you I want don't to have it open, I'll be honest with you. Name a movie. Just, yeah. Um, can I hear about, <clears throat> so I'm like choking right now too, so this is a really bad time. Uh, just Birds of Prey. Let's hear it. There we go. Give me the big one. Birds mean- of Prey, or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn or Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Colon. Uh, both. Uh, I did not like it. I liked enough of it. I liked parts of it. I liked I parts of like, it. I felt like there was a good movie in there. It just didn't completely come out. Yeah. I liked the I liked the actual I liked the action directing. This I was liked, way more violent than I thought it was going to be. That and and that I think is a little bit of my problem. This movie was clearly uh, developed to be PG thirteen, and somewhere along the lines, they said we can make her Deadpool. Yeah. So they went like in this weird R direction. That ends up not really. It either needed to be hard R, full on, like and, and like do it, or it needed to be PG thirteen. And this is like tonally a PG thirteen movie that has really R elements at times, and it's very jarring. Yeah, my biggest thing is that I just wish. I, well, I really thought we were done with the days in which comic adaptations or really any sort of sci fi adaptations don't spend. Well, don't title themselves to be a team movie, and then we spend, like, an hour and a half without a team, and then they come together for, like, five minutes. Yeah. I, I just, like, I, I'm so uninterested in that method of storytelling because, as well, like, I thought the characters were so bland, and then the second they're all in that room together in the funhouse at the end, every single character pops, and, like... Renee Montoya is so much more interesting playing off of them. Yeah, so much more interesting playing off of them. Um, Huntress Mary, is awesome. Period. I was gonna say Huntress is great. Her character was so much fun, but she got like four lines in that movie. She did. Uh, yeah. Which Huntress did they use? Uh, I, I is think it Earth One. It's, or? So it, no, it's it's uh, it's Earth One. So it's she plays uh, the Bertinelli. Bertinelli. Yeah. Um, and she and it's such a fun direction they go with that character because she's like so she you know her backstory is like her parents were killed in front of her but and then she's like kind of raised to be an assassin so they kind of make it seem like she has no social skills and once and like a doctor Doolittle, if you will cares, all she cares about revenge is revenge but like she doesn't even know how to talk to people and it's kind of really fun but as I said they play with it for like. 30 seconds. I, yeah. I like all the crossbow killer stuff and like how upset she gets. Um, when they don't get her name right. Yep. I thought that was really funny. Um, 
I even really liked Ewan McGregor and uh, Zaz, whatever weird thing they were doing. I thought they did good too, yeah. I liked so much of this movie, it's frustrating that this movie isn't great. It just doesn't come together. Yeah, and, and it's like if you said, "Did you like the directing?" I'll say for most of it, and like the the love of her and that bacon egg and cheese. Mm-hmm. I've never been hungrier for a bacon egg and cheese <laughs> in my entire life. They it's an really But I thought it was just so. I I thought Kagan uh, did a really good job in very specific scenes of that movie, and I thought that they had they clearly cast all the right people. But it's like, I couldn't tell how long the movie was because I was like, wait, they're not a team until the, the very end of this movie, 10, which is extremely frustrating. Yeah. And it's like, you you either should have just made a Harley Quinn movie yep. or you should have made a Birds of Prey movie with Harley Quinn in it. Yeah. yeah. But you, you somehow didn't make either. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Harley and Quinn is way more interesting character when she's struggling to keep friends so, and deal yeah. with friends. The, the entire, like, what, like, opening, to, well, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes is about her living her life not, no longer uh, going out with the Joker. And and that felt like it just went on forever. Um, and it didn't really add anything to it. Like, we didn't need any of that. Uh, nope. And then as once we finally get all of them together, like you were saying, Pete, like it really starts to become fun. That entire the the whole amusement park thing is is well not amusement park whatever uh, is really fun. The diner scene with all of them at the end really great. Um, hey, yeah, every single character is so fun in the same room together. Yeah, um, yeah but that doesn't happen until the very end, like an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah. And it's and it's actually not that long of a movie. So I, I, which I didn't realize at the time, it's like an hour it's 40, hour 40 45. Yeah. So it's like you really only get the movie you thought you were going to get for, I'd say, a grand total of probably 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, it feels uh, But so that's the movie I would have paid. Well, I mean, I paid to see it anyway, but I'm like, that's the movie people wanted to see. Yep. It feels so throwbacky for that reason. Back when we weren't sure if these movies were going to get a sequel... Right. And it really had to sell what you could get if they got to make another one. And we're at the point in which if you hear there's a Birds of Prey movie, you're automatically assuming they're doing another one. Oh, yeah. You you shouldn't have to be having to sell a sequel to this film and, like, delaying delaying all the stuff that would be fun in the second one. Yeah. It, it, it's frustrating. But it's like, I hope that this doesn't make DC think that this is a complete misfire because you've got all the pieces in place. Just make the movie you want. Just get it right the next time around. And normally I'm like, oh, if a movie wasn't great the first time, I'm ready for somebody else to start all over. Keep everybody. Just start the movie with people doing stuff. Like the Suicide Squad reboot that's happening? (laughs) Yeah, like which which now like Harley Quinn's going to be in that too, which whatever, that's fine. I I like her as Harley Quinn. I like everyone in this movie. I just wish we got more time to see them actually do stuff and put Black Mask in the mask a little. Yeah, I get that you were like you and McGregor was having fun uh, at the overacting school and you want to see his face, but you see a lot of him in this movie and eventually he could put the mask on. It's all good. Yeah, I. I just think DC continues to just learn the law, the wrong lessons. 
I think the lesson that everyone thought they were going to learn is that people really like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and that's what made Suicide Squad a hit. And in, and so they started doing that, but then Joker makes a billion, and they're like, oh no, what people like is an R-rated film. Yeah. Yep. You you know this was this was a last minute R. Yeah. There was no way. It, it was probably like a hard thirteen, hard PG thirteen, which was which would have been fine. Wouldn't fine. But it's like, what girls can go see this movie now, or what kids can go see this movie now? It's rated R, and you 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 left money on the table. Yeah. Like you could even take this exact film and release it at the exact same time, even though I would have probably dropped it this weekend when there's a long weekend as opposed to last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Especially PG thirteen or even R, put it up against Sonic. Yeah. Yep. 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 Now you have perfect counter programming, and I think both do well. But yeah. move, it, move it a week. Call it Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey, because uh, it's if it's going to be this movie, it's not Birds of Prey, and you make and make it just a hard PG thirteen. You don't need all the gore and the and the f bombs. This movie does amazingly, and I still have all the same issues with it, but you make more money, so we likely we don't have to worry about DC learning the wrong lesson. Right. Because yeah. that's what worries me now. I'm like, what happens next? You made a movie that had all the right pieces and all the right tools. What is the lesson they're going to take away from this movie underperforming? Yeah, and there's a couple things that they do that I thought we were done with in superhero movies. One is saving someone's superpowers as a big reveal at the end. Yeah, we didn't need that. That, that was Black Canary, I take it? Yep. Yeah. Especially since she has been on a popular WB TV show for like nine years. Yep. Right. So so what was she doing the rest of the time before Fighting. that? Like, which, how was Just she helping? Kicking kick kick ass. And then the other thing that they did was with the young girl, whose character I enjoyed, I liked her, yeah. they they did the old thing of, oh, we just we need a name. Let's name her after another superhero, and not think about whether or not that superhero's name fits this person. Right. That's not Cassandra Kane. That is no. That is not Cassandra Kane at oh, all. Batgirl. Yeah, but she's like a little. She's like a young. She's actually Stephanie Brown. No. Who am I thinking of? She's at, she's not Stephanie Brown. Wasn't that much of a like a pickpocket. Um, I'm trying to think of who she is, but they just like, they were just like, oh, we need a name for this character. Let's pick someone from a book with no other thought. And this is, as I said, just shit that I thought we litigated so many times in like 2002 and we're done with these problems in superhero films. Nope. Yeah. That's, that's what it's like. So annoyed. Alex, do you have any interest in seeing it? Yeah, I, I I do actually. Um, I meant to go see that. This weekend, but I, um, I think I just got drunk. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, um, I hear the the fight choreography is good. I hear that like yes. visually, um, there's some striking moments. Yeah, where they use like I think it's like the paint or whatever fight mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, I, um, I wish there was less slow motion choreography. Oh, there's a lot of slow motion. In it. Oh, wow. it did, so I mean like, that scene needed maybe one or two of them for effect. But so I think you know it's cool. still works. Yeah. It works without that. I think one or two. What you said, the paint scene really works in slow motion. But we don't need her to see her immediately after that fight in slow motion around the water. Yeah, sprinklers on. 
because then there's like a 30 second fight in the evidence room that's in in regular speed, and it's my favorite action scene of the first half. That was of the really film. good. Yeah, but and and I th- but <clears throat> what I just realized as you mentioned that is. That is three Harley Quinn action sequences back to back to back almost. And there's your problem. Like, get the team involved. Harley gets, like, probably, what, four, maybe five action sequences before anybody else really gets to do anything? Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Get all these cool characters doing cool stuff sooner. Yeah, I think Renee Montoya can enter that scene earlier and they can be forced to fight with each other real quick yep. and still leave that room as enemies. Absolutely. Yeah. They're as, both it's a, they're both looking they're both trying to get to the same end so they kind of help each other till they get to the end and then they conflict. Yeah, it's, it was but, just so frustrating. It, it's it, but it's annoying. I've I've never seen a movie that I was like kind of disappointed in that I'm still actually rooting for to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not great, but it could be. And because I know you've got enough of it right, I want to give them another shot. So I'm going to ask a stupid question here. Uh, Are they connecting it to other stuff besides this universe? Like, is there... I guess guess you're saying it's already... It's connected to Suicide Squad by that, so... No, I think they're not... They really don't want to connect anything, and especially Matt Reeves is Batman. He's like, I really want this to touch nothing. Right. I, oh, do you guys see? Uh, there's test footage of the that Matt posted of the suit. Yeah. No. Yeah, what up online? Came out like an hour ago. Yeah. How's it look? Check that out later. Um, yeah. Uh, next. Next, Pete. Talk to me about weathering with you. Uh, yeah. Um, if any longtime listeners of the podcast might remember, uh, Tiggs uh, had your name in his top ten years ago. I did. Um, uh, and then this is by the same director. It's a it's a anime film, but not like it's not an action anime film. It's more of a romance anime film. Um, so it's like very, as I said, very like cute team romantic through some of it, and there's some like extended kind of music video feeling montages. Okay, but it is very it's very sweet. I didn't connect with as much of it as I did um, your name. Which I absolutely love your name, Fantastic. but when this movie when this movie really hits its kind of message, especially the very end, I really loved it. Okay, does but it have oh, like anything weird going on with it, like your name, like uh, any like sci-fi story, or yes, is it okay? The, yeah, the main the so the main character kind of meets up with this girl who's a uh, sunshine girl. They're having an unprecedented uh, season of rain, and she she has the ability to pray for sunshine. Where she is, as you do, and and they start like a little business together and all this stuff, but oh. using this might not be the best idea. Oh, intrigue! I, yeah, I I really want to see it. Um, you uh, like we did talk about it a little bit, and you weren't like as high on it as you know your name. Uh, admittedly, you know that's that's, that's a high bar to, to set. Um, for like, oh, yeah. the first film, but um, <clears throat> you've got me more interested in it now. Um, more definitely way more than I was. So, and it's still playing in a bunch of theaters. <laughs> oh, there we go. I got that cough out. Um, Pete, choose the next one. Ooh, uh, let's 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 Alex. Let's yeah, get yeah. Here, Ooh. you want you want to start talking about Colorado Space? 
Uh, okay, yeah. Should we do a, an explanation for this one? That, this, this, this deserve, yeah, this needs one. Um, Color Out of Space, directed by Richard Stanley, and his first film since The Island of Dr. Moreau, yep. which I don't even know if he got to finish it. He did um, not. Okay. For three days. Yeah, he was fired after three days, and they kept his name on it. Okay, so yeah, didn't finish it. Uh, some would say barely started it. Yeah. Color Out of Space. A secluded farm is struck by a strange meteorite, which has apocalyptic consequences for the family living there and possibly the world. Yep. I did not like it. I didn't care for it. I liked it. I I, I like I liked it and love it. I think there's enjoyable. It's enjoyable schlock. I think yeah, in I think a fun I... way. Like if this movie was put out in the like if this movie came on a crappy beat up VHS. Uh, and I found it in like a uh, like a corner of a video store. Mm-hmm. And then you got a call, I, and it said seven days. You'd be into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it would be one that like I feel like people would uh, cult classic hit. Type it thing. would be kind of a cult classic. You watch it with your friends, something like that. I think that I don't know the H.P. Lovecraft story that it's based on. It's it it holds from what I know of. It, it holds very true to it. Um, which I think is my main issue with the movie is that I've, I've never found, like, I like the ideas that Lovecraft creates and I like the atmosphere uh, of his writing, but it, but never is it really the characters or the, you know, anything else really surrounding that. And, and I think that that's, yeah, it, it's, it's too, um, too beholden to that. Um, I think that there are some weird, crazy bits. I think without Nick Cage, like this movie just falls apart. I, I agree. Um, yeah, this, this uh, movie would not have been like. I don't think this movie gets greenlit without him. Right. I, no, I think sure. there's some good Nick Cage freakouts in this. There are. I don't yeah, see this I'm, a, movie. I'm a big, I'm a big Nick Cage freakout fan. I like when he does that stuff, and I just like look. This is an objectively bad movie. I like. Yeah, I totally, uh, totally I, understandable. The the body horror in this, I will say, like it it did make me uncomfortable. I I was eating while watching this, and I had to stop so, eating. So yeah, I had a. I was. Uh, I I made the mistake of thinking I could snack. Nope. Whilst watching, I had some some uh, hot uh, Cheez-Its, oh, and they were nothing really hot. Good. Could no, no, no hot. And then no. I was like, uh, "These spicy Cheez-Its are making me." Oh wait, is that like a rat king oh, of alpacas? Oh, that uh, was so. That was fucking disgusting. Yeah. And there's grosser stuff in this movie, and that was so gross. That I was like, who? Okay, this movie got made a year ago. Yeah, and again, it looks like it's from, like, 1987. It makes no... I'm like, how did this movie get made as... and and be this movie in in this age? Like, Mandy... Mandy, again, perfect film, but Mandy takes a lot of those old tropes but work, works them into a more modern context. Yeah. Color Out of Space just feels like a movie that literally came out 27 years ago. That, that's the pro- I think they should have embraced that and set the movie at that time and yeah. gone even more for it. Yeah, yeah I, think, just, I think that would have been better. Like, this should have been modern. No, it should, this definitely should not have been modern. I, I think that this, uh, for me personally, definitely suffers uh, because of like how enjoyable Mandy is, and, and like going into it like hoping for something similar, and just not really getting anything even even close to it. Yeah, and now that we're in like, but I think the good thing is 
this movie, people talked about this movie enough that I think it may have a decent theater theater run as far as weeks are concerned. Yeah. And hopefully Nicolas Cage realizes, like, I need to just make weird movies like this. Like the one that uh, he's that he's working on right now where he plays himself, himself? Yeah. trying yeah, to get into a Tarantino it. movie. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. As long as he goes crazy in it, I'm in. Just be a weirdo, Nicolas Cage. I don't want to see you in anything other. I don't want to see you in those bad direct-to-video movies. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah. Do bad movies like this or good movies like this. Yeah. But just do stuff like this. Uh, I, I want him to, to keep working with these producers, though. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think they've got a good thing going. This might not have. This is definitely no Mandy, but it's weird enough that I will watch it again with somebody who hasn't seen it. You just need a director with a bit more vision than what Richard Stanley does. You need it with uh, with more, like, he's been making, like, documentaries for a very long time. And it kind of feels that way when you're watching it. How, like, compared to a Mandy, which has, like, just in-depth color and, and, like, just crazy, crazy visuals going on. And this just kind of feels like... Put it's the a little matter of fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like the really cool visuals feel so much in the background, like the garden that's growing outside, with, uh, like around the well where the yeah. where the oh, yeah. deer crest. Never really get a good look at it. Yeah, no. and, it's, and that should be the most interesting visual of the movie it's, to really play in that area. And also, everyone's acting ability and style is completely different. Everyone in this is kind of in a different movie. Yeah, yes. I kind of I enjoy the daughters like. Uh, whole stick. I thought that she was very good. Me too. I liked it. Yeah. The the geologist guy wasn't the best actor. You mean Michael Stevens? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I could it it could it took me out of the movie completely. I was like I'm watching a weird like doppelganger of my brother act badly. Yeah, you kind of were. And I've seen him in cats (laughs) on YouTube, so I know he's good. Wait, who was he again? I'm going to slowly turn this into a cat's podcast. I, I, I'm here for it. Damn. And by slowly, I mean fast. Russ, pick the next movie. Cool. Uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the gentleman. I really expect you to say cats. I, not trust me. I want to, but I can't do that to us. Uh, so latest from Guy Ritchie. Yep. Uh, it's Guy Ritchie kind of getting back to doing the movies he did before he started doing Snatch uh, and Lockstock and those. Lock, yeah, like that type of that movie type before movie. he started doing like Aladdin and uh, King Arthur. That, yeah, King, yep. oh, that that's a bad one. Turd of a film. So yeah, it's it's him doing uh, cr- f- funny action crime guys. Yeah, yeah. It was surprisingly slow. To start up, especially because it's Guy Ritchie returning to that sort of genre, which is he's usually so much faster. I think it was the framing of the movie that makes it slow, where it's someone telling a story to someone else. It's like, oh, Lord. So not only do we have to hear this story, but then we have to narratively be caught up to this point in the film. And then the film has to pass that point. So I already knew I was like, I hope. This structure doesn't last too long because I'd rather see stuff happening than hear people talking about stuff happening. Right. The other thing, especially what Guy Ritchie does so well, or at least I think so, is that he always has like one or two very 
normal characters, and it's fun watching them play around with the weirdos. So Colin Farrell? Yes, so it was fun watching Colin Farrell was great in this. It was fun watching Charlie Hunnam deal with him. It was fun watching Charlie Hunnam with Hugh Grant. It's the first time Charlie Hunnam wasn't Jax. Well, I was just about to ask that. Like, were you expecting him to talk about, like, getting the guns from the Mayans at any point? Yeah, no. He really actually feels like he's playing a character that isn't just Jax. Okay, awesome. Because that man needs a breakout role to separate himself. This isn't it, but um, he's playing basically what state... The character Statham would have played yes, in an sure. older uh, Guy Ritchie movie. Totally. Which I didn't okay. know what do. The big issue there is that Matthew McConaughey's character is so bland and flat yeah. that when Charlie Hunnam, who's already kind of playing the, you know, not exactly our window in, but he's playing the one who's being told a lot of this stuff. And whenever he's on screen with Matthew McConaughey, it completely sucks the energy out of the movie. Well, yeah, Ma- Matthew McConaughey's character doesn't really... It's not even his performance. His just character wasn't really given much. It's just oh. like, oh, this is a... I think they thought it was enough to make him an American in the UK. Yes. And that's not enough. So um, it's said, like, Charlie Hunnam can play off all these weirdos, but then you need something for McConaughey then. It's almost if they inverted the 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 storytelling trope and made it like Hugh Grant talking to McConaughey mm-hmm. while you watch Hunnam actually do stuff. Right. That would have been a little bit better or just not having that structure to begin with. It's, Cause I'm like sitting here watching the movie and I'm like, I like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. I like whatever weird thing, uh, the dude from succession, Jeremy strong is doing. I love Colin Farrell. I'm forgiving their casual racism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, isn't that the part of the thing of this? He's, like, trying to be edgy? Yeah, like, I don't know if he's trying to be edgy. It's, I don't know, it's yeah. weird. I mean, um, I, McConaughey I, needed to be, like, like more Dennis Farina and Snatch, at, at, but it was not. Like, it, it wasn't that big, and it needed to be bigger than it actually was. Yeah, I mean, Char- yeah, Charlie Hunnam's good, especially very good when he goes to the council block to pick up that girl. Yeah. I think that's his good scene in which he's playing frustrated, I think I'm a perfectly normal person around all these weirdos. Yeah. And you but, and, he's, and I think they, they, do they, I don't know if they ever outright say he's like OCD and obsessive compulsive. I don't believe so. But like, you kind of see that. that. You see that in the margins of, of the yeah. character he's playing a lot in that scene. So I was like, oh, good job. He's like really coloring his character. And when he's running around to that, uh, that old timey Wu-Tang song, oh, I was like, oh, this is great. Yep. But then it flashes back to McConaughey. I I really disliked, uh, to kind of go against your rest, sorry, I really disliked Jeremy Strong in this. I liked him. I thought that character was, was so oddly chosen, and whatever affectation they wrote for him or chose him to play, like, it was oddly, I don't, I don't know how to say it. It's, I really disliked it. Um... Is this is this on the par of something like a rock and roller? No, no. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it. I, I like Hugh Grant in it as well. Um, so I, I think that it's one of Guy Ritchie's best movies in the last decade. Yeah, which isn't saying much, but which would make it the best movie in the last decade because he's not made a single good movie since Rock and Roller, and that was like oh eight oh nine. Yeah. 
yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I love. I want a spinoff of those boxing kids. Boxing kids. Yes, those kids were great, and like the videos that, that they whole, did and everything. Like I thought that, that all that stuff that, was great. I was like, ah, this is so fun. I wanted to see once those kids got on stay uh, got on screen. I was like, I want to watch uh, them. Just give me a spinoff of them and Colin Farrell, where they always inexplicably get themselves in this stuff, and he has to like use them to get them out of it. Yeah, the, like the the um like every, yeah everything with Colin Farrell is great. But when he's at the when he's at the boxing ring, uh, uh, school or the um like the fast food uh, scene was fantastic. Oh um, yeah. yeah. I I could I could watch that over and over. Um, yeah, D- not great, but I, I I did very much enjoy it. And I guess that brings us to Alex. You're actually in the document. What do you want to hear about? Yeah, yeah, I am indeed in the document. Here is what I want to hear about. Can someone assist me with hearing about the assistant? Uh, yeah, Russ. I think this might be a Russ Down movie. Yeah, I'm actually going to see this too. So let's not give away too much. The Assistant, uh, directed by Kitty Green. A searing look at the life of an assistant to a powerful executive. As Jane follows her daily routine, she grows increasingly aware of the insidious abuse that threatens every aspect of her position. Uh, this is, it's, it's, this is a very hard movie to recommend. Okay. Cause it's very good, uh, but it's extremely difficult to watch. Death of Dick Long uh, style? Wait, is this like, is this like, like, uh, the devil wears Prada, but not fun? I, well, it's, it, this is the Harvey Weinstein movie. Oh no. Oh, okay. And, in the sense, it's like, uh, talking to Caitlin, who's been following that story a great deal, uh, who saw it with me. She's a lot of, she said a lot of the lines of this movie and a lot of the stuff is kind of ripped directly from some testimonies. Really? It's it's really difficult because it's but all of it's told from her perspective, and so it really does go slowly. And, and since it is just a day, it's incredible how much shit we have to sit and watch happen around her, in which no one is doing anything about. Okay. And it's so so it's very slow and it's very difficult to watch, but it's quiet. It's quietness is kind of the point of the story it's telling that like no one is saying a word no okay. one kind of cares okay she of course she really can't do much about it it's it's very very it's difficult it's as i said it's a very hard movie to uh recommend but it's very good okay uh, and she's very good she, uh, the the main character i can't remember uh it's like julia something i can't remember her name but she's uh she's plays the julia gardner Gardner, she plays the uh, local girl from uh, Ozarks. Anyone seen that show? Never watched that nope. show, but I know she's also in the Americans. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it, as I said, it's it's really well done. But it's one of those movies that I feel weird recommending because if you sit down to watch this movie, I think you'll spend like twenty five to thirty minutes, like only thinking about what the hell I would recommended this for. Okay. Like, why did I tell you to watch this? Right. But it, it, as I said, it was, as I said, really slow, really quiet, but but uh, very affecting by the end of it. Okay. Interesting. Oh, I picked a not fun one. You picked a not fun one. Uh, Alex, pick again. 
Yeah, can I get Gretel and Hansel? That's got to be fun, right? Gretel and Hansel. Um, wait a minute. Is that like a feminist spin on it? Because my Hansel and Gretel story is Gretel. Uh, Gretel is definitely more of the main character uh, throughout the, or she is the main character throughout this. Uh, the, sure. the story is focused on her. Um, this movie's not bad, honestly. It, it's very really? slow and brooding. Like it almost has vibes of the witch uh, throughout it. Um, I, they, they, it looked they, like that's what they were going for in the marketing. It is a hundred percent what they're going for in the yeah. marketing, and they and they do do that very well. Um, it's it's very slow, but I I would actually probably recommend checking this out um, be, because it is pretty well done. It might be, it may uh, like it's it's too slow at times for sure, um, and it, it's not as like well crafted as the witch, so, but it has that atmosphere to it. So Tiggs, yeah. um, I, I actually I've seen the uh, a trailer for this, so I didn't actually know a little bit going into uh, thinking that. Um, and I thought it was like it seemed like it was yeah you're right going for like the witch kind of had like a lot of the uh, like kind of natural looking lighting very much so yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to kind of follow up on that and ask um, what kind of candy is the house made out of? <laughs> Can you... you see the can- how does the candy look in that kind of lighting? Oh well, and, once, you, once uh, you believe in the candy, you die. So yeah. Yes. yeah. And follow up question: How is Jer- Jeremy Renner in this movie? Oh my god. Um. Oh, and follow up question. Yep. Uh, what kind of oven is is it? Because I imagine there's still is there still an oven? Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. There, there's an oven. It's Convection. it's a very big oven. I just mean like, are they witch hunters yet, or is this like the witch hunters prequel? This is more of a prequel to the witch hunters. For I sure. get it now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You guys don't remember 2013's Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters? Oh, I remember I it. Do. And I do. I do. It didn't do poorly, which is <laughs> shocking. It was. That is a much worse movie than this one. So weird it got okay. a sequel seven years later. Because, <laughs> uh, like, the, uh, Gretel's much older in this one, right? Like, Yes. And, yeah, and Hansel's. Yeah, like, Hansel, I think, is supposed to be, like, eight, and Gretel's supposed to be, like, 16. Um, somebody, so it is a big age of script. So how does a 16-year-old getting duped? Yeah. Also, what are they doing? Are they do they follow breadcrumbs in that? Is that Hansel and Gretel? Um, that is. It, it, it's less that. So they are kind of they start off on their own, like they're already <laughs> like out trying to figure out basically how to make their way in in sure. life. And they uh they'll like flash, they'll like go back to like the mother's house, which is obviously crazy. They eventually find the witch, um, and it's just like, why are you still with this witch? Um, it, it's again. Very good atmosphere to this movie. Um, worth seeing alone for that, I think. Okay. Yeah. Is it gingerbread? Like, I just don't even even know. All right, Alex doesn't get to choose their, anymore. Before. They're eating the house, right? Uh, I'll I'll just quickly say that the turning is really bad. <laughs> Actually, this is supposed to be one of the worst movies of the year already, right? Like, people are already yeah. freaking out how bad this is. This is this is. Really, it's, it's supposed to be what the turning of the screw. Yes, it is supposed to be the. It's, it's supposed to be yes. one of two movies I believe this year based on turning of the screw. Um, yep, uh, this is just is the other one called of the screw. If only. Um, what to say about this movie? Besides, it's really bad. It. We can keep doing more bits if you want. I would prefer not. <laughs> Yay! No bits. <laughs> Uh, movie also like the last 20 minutes just sort of like end up in a different movie at some point. It's, it's weird. It's bad. Uh, I, 
The performances aren't really that great either. This is one to 100% stay away from. This is just a mess of a movie. Um, is, is it funny, Bab? In any no. Way? No. Also, it takes place in the 90s because... Um, what's his name from uh, uh, Stranger Things? Uh, is very into Nirvana. <laughs> and it seems to be that's really the reason that it takes place in the 90s. Dude, Finn Wolfhard can't like be in the current day. No. No. He doesn't that... exist in... Two th- Past 2000. Right. Do you think he knows what year it is? That's a good question. That's a good question. We'll have to ask him. We'll have him on the podcast next week. And here's our guest. <laughs> Russ, there's only one movie here left. Okay. And it's The Lodge. Okay, The Lodge. Uh, I'll, I'll actually... Down I'll, down, I'll down that guy. He's got to be better ways than Rush, Rush <laughs> down that guy. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't know what I said. Anyway. Uh, the Lodge, directed by Severin Fialala and Veronica Franz. A soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. Oh. Okay. That is what? a good uh-huh. description, and that's really all you need to know. This movie is fucking nuts. Okay. Um, if anybody saw Goodnight Mommy... That came out like Wait. five or six years ago. It was like a, yeah. foreign, like a, I think it was a foreign, like a German foreign film with these two boys. Yeah, and I did. Uh, see yes, this. I did see oh. this too. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this movie. So remember how weird that movie was? Yeah. yeah. This is kind of this is like weird. It's it's cut from a weird cloth similar to that, mm-hmm. but just like American. It's uh, it's it, I think. As you watch it, it, I think there's some really interesting feminist subtext in the movie, um, but it's 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 not terrifying, but it's really really it's like a it's like a kind of like a squirmy watch where you're like I don't like this. Okay, oh, nothing about it is overtly scary, but everything about it is overtly weird. It is the same. It is the writer director team of Goodnight Mommy. Yes, same people. So, oh, oh okay, it, that makes sense why you're saying that. Yeah, uh, it, 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 is it kind of midsummer you're vibes? You're going to feel as unsettled as you were watching that. You will feel watching this. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if I'm. I don't no, know no, 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 no. It's, it, it, it's totally handleable, but it's definitely weird. Um, and I would say this is the sort of movie where once it's over. I would imagine half of the people who see this will be like, I fucking hated that. Okay. Interesting. That doesn't make it a bad movie. It's right. not really accessible at all. Okay. Um, but it's it's enjoyable. Because it, it's been out limited, and it's just it's like it's one of those showtimes that's just playing too long after I get out of work in the city. Because it's only at Lincoln Square, but it's coming out this weekend, so yeah. I, I would assume... get like a wider release that's doable. Yeah. Like, I went to Lincoln Square last week, early. I just oh. got up and went. Because yeah. I was like, if I don't see the 1030, I won't ever see this movie. Yeah. it's all, It was uh, only playing there in the Angelica. So, once it goes wide, I'm, I'm excited to hear if the the rest of us see it to update it on the next cast. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd be curious to see people's takes on. Because I watched it. The theater was, all, it was even almost empty. So, it was hard for me to bounce. Like, I couldn't tell. I'm like, do people like this? <laughs> it was hard to tell because like, like no one near me at all 
Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's a, it's definitely a weird one, and it's not for everybody. But um, it, I like that horror has probably branched out more than any other genre in the last five, four or five years. In that, like now, just movies that are kind of weird and freaky, like that's just as horrifying as you know, gore and slash and yeah. all kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I think it does a good job of living in that, like. Uh, Ari Aster, uh, yeah. uh, dude who made The Witch kind of lame. Just atmospheric and weird. And yeah, I think that was incredible. I think a lot of this stuff isn't doing that well right now because this has been one of those weird years in which all the Oscar movies are still, still making out. money. Yeah. So many people are still going to see all those nominee- nominees. Yeah. Parasite's made an insane amount of money since the Oscars. It went yeah. up. 400% on Monday. Yeah. Wow. From Sunday to Monday. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, yeah, see the lodge. Um, yeah. I kind of like the, the, the – I like January, Feb, the January-February corridor now um, because people just – they throw out some weird movies. You get a few blockbusters. But I don't really ever feel like I'm wasting my time completely anymore – uh, when I go to the movies in January and February, I, unlike you feel in like late August, early September, where you're like, not everything is like the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, there really isn't as much of a dumping ground as there used to be, um, which I enjoy. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. As I said, I'm interested for all of us to talk about Lodge again, and we got some fun stuff coming up. What's uh, what's coming up soon? I don't even know. Well, this this weekend is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep, a um, movie that's projecting to do well. I will be seeing it this weekend. Early reviews say it's fine. Yeah. Oh, Which, I think that honestly that for this, uh, that's like huge. Yeah, that, honestly, it is. yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Um. Uh. That's out. Uh. I. This is my. Every single podcast plug to say that Portrait of a Lady on Fire comes out wider this weekend. It is, yeah. It's going to be playing in more theaters this week and hopefully more soon. So please get out and see Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I yeah, cannot I recommend it. Enough. Wait, uh, 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 no. I did not see it. Not yet. Yeah, that's out. And then uh, Downhill, the remake of Force Majeure with yes. Will Ferrell. Which and, is also uh, like apparently an 85-minute movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's short. Uh, I would suggest just watching Force Majeure. That movie's incredible. Um, next week's Emma. No, we got Fantasy Island, y'all. Oh, that's right. Fantasy yeah. Island. Yeah. Next week's Emma and Call of the Wild. Oh, Call of the Wild. So, so Emma. Yeah, yeah, so Emma. And The Boy, too. Yeah, Invisible Man is in a couple weeks, and finally we get another uh, Ben Zeitlin movie. After uh, Beasts of the Sun and the Wild came out years ago, I think it looks bad. Yeah, the reviews are not oh. good, but I I'm just happy that they're making movies again. Was it Wendy? Lot, yeah, it's been what like yeah. seven years. Beasts of the Southern Wild, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, she went and made Blanny since then, and that came out what five six years ago. Oh my gosh, really? Wow. We have oh, there's also the KKK Redemption movie with a. Uh, Forrest Whitaker and Garrett Hedlund. What? Have you seen trailers for that? No. Forrest Whitaker plays a preacher that helps Garrett Hedlund get out of the clan. Oh. Haven't seen those trailers. 
Yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but do do you think we'll we'll probably do like a off-topic cast before we do all that stuff anyway? Yeah, we're we're pro. I think we're gonna have to get into March because of the things that are coming out. I don't see everyone seeing any of the like. I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I think we'll we'll probably do a, a movie cast once some once some hot stuff like that drunk Ben Affleck movie comes out. <laughs> Which that movie is up my alley. It's playing like Dad Rock. He's drunk, and there's sports in it, and it's the guy who made Warrior. Check, of check, course, check. I'm gonna love check. that movie. I'm gonna cry. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for First Cow. I think that movie looks so good. Yeah, First Cow looks pretty dope. I have not uh, seen the trailer for that yet because I I just want to assume that it is like a remake of First Kid, but with a cow. <laughs> And we also get uh, in early March, same week as Drunk Ben Affleck, the the new Pixar movie. That what does really? it mean if they have a movie coming out in March? Is it bad? That's really early for a Pixar movie. Is this just is this it just the two Pixar movie here? This is the road trip with the trolls or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's just like fantasy road trip. They have two movies coming out this year. Oh, yeah, but like one of the them one? is March. The other one is Soul. I guess it's about like I don't know. The music in your heart. I don't. Whatever. Something um, like that. Sure. They all are but about that. I it, think it's jazz, but like, what happens to your insides when jazz? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, soul, soul. Yeah, yeah. But onward is coming out in like three weeks, and I is I might I feel like it might be their first bomb, or not bomb, but first underperformance. It feels like it. I mean, did Good Dinosaur do anything? Good Dinosaur wasn't Pixar. Really? I thought Good I thought Dinosaur it was. was. It was Pixar. Yeah. It did okay. That movie was bad. I, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, but never. Like, Onward is like Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, uh, Ali Wong, and Octavia Spencer. And you know they put money into it. Like, I, I just don't see how this movie... Now, maybe the thing it's got going for it is the only other kids movie is Sonic. Yeah. And there might be some parents that are straight up like, that movie looks like Mountain Dew for my kids' eyeballs. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Which, to be fair, it kind of does. And yeah, now that, that you movie, describe it like that, I'm into it. It looks like what you, you, like, I would probably get in a fight with my brother after that, after getting out of a screening <laughs> of that movie. I'm going to go first. <laughs> You know, like, cause Jim Carrey was being too funny and Sonic was being too badass. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping but for. But I'm going to see that movie. Totally but yeah, Onward looks like a piece of shit. Yeah, it really does. Um, I can't believe that's Pixar. It yeah. It, uh, it just does not have... The, all right, that's weird. Okay. And then a month from today, or a month from tomorrow, we get The Hunt, the movie that was too oh. controversial for theaters in September. That's actually coming out? Yeah, oh. they just announced they're releasing it uh, yesterday. That's awesome. That's okay. Act weekend because that comes out the same day as both My Spy and Bloodshot. So a movie that's a movie that already got pushed because it was too similar to a bad movie that Dave Bautista already made, <laughs> and Bloodshot, a bad movie that I'm fairly certain Vin Diesel already made when he was the Last Witch Hunter. Oh, that was <laughs> even though such the movies are movie. not at all the same, it just looks like that looks like a bad movie. Vin Diesel would do between Fast movies. We've got a lot of really good shit coming out. I know, I'm pumped. But then we got Fast in a couple months. May. Oh, yes. May 21st. 
Got you my can ticket. Get your tickets now. Already got my ticket. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, I should get my ticket now. Oh yeah. Got a five o'clock screening that Thursday. Can't wait. All right, I'm going to do that right this minute. Take, take us home. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at, move, at Rust Incredible. Um, you can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Rust Incredible. Um, you can email us at moviemoviepodcast.gmail.com. Um, and uh, you can uh, come and see our improv show uh, at uh, The Creek in the Cave, the third Thursday of every month. Our name is The Priest and the Beekeeper. Uh, we do an improv show called uh, Pig Pile with our good friends and co-hosts, Nick Maritato and Zach Sims. Uh, it is next Thursday, a week from today, uh, I think. Yes? Yep. Cool. Um, so come on out, 8 p.m., Long Island City, Creek in the Cave, Mexican food, cheap drinks, pinball, and comedy. What more could you ask for? Not anything if i had my way and we'll be back in what one or two weeks with an off-topic episode yeah let's say let's 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 say two just to be conservative about it yeah 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 we have to figure out what we're gonna do for that one yeah all right let's say we'll be back in two weeks we'll be back in two weeks yeah all right thank you guys for being here and thank you all for listening to the movie movie podcast bye